0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. And today we're going to be looking at the book of Joel. I have in my hand a copy of a five part, five hour series on Joel entitled Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. This is a must study. We're going to listen to a portion of the second in this five part series, God's Jealousy for his land. You'll need to understand the day of the Lord, that phrase introduced by the prophet Joel, because it is a major phrase used in Bible prophecy for the end times. Now, that's why we want you to take a moment to listen to our study on the book of Joel. If you have the time right now, study with us, and then we'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Joel's journal on the day of the Lord. Let's listen. Well, we could go on and on, but let's think about the the divine provision of the land. Go back to chapter twelve of the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter twelve. You know, you notice everything really starts in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 12, and look at verse 7. Genesis 12, 7. The call of Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, he's going to bring him up the Euphrates River over the fertile crescent, which is modern-day Syria, down into the land of Canaan, which is modern-day Israel. And when he brings him in, here's what the Lord said. By the way, El Shaddai, Jesus Christ. Verse 7, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham, and he said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he built in an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. I will give you this land. Now, if you're not the divine possessor of the land, how can you give it? He can only give the land. We're going to see how he expands that in just a moment. He can only give the land if he is the owner of the land, if it is his land. And he's going to give the land. Oh, by the way, you know where he said that? Bethel. Because that's where Abraham built an altar. Judy and I, just about a month and a half ago in Bethel, you talk about walking on holy ground. Man, I'm walking around wanting to get barefooted just for a moment. Now, I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm not a charismatic, but I'm a Baptocostal. And I was getting loose, man, walking in that spot. By the way, he makes a promise of a commitment. He makes, gives the Abrahamic covenant in Hebron. And I've walked in that spot. The two locations where he promised Abraham the land. He's going to give it to him forever. It was a third location. He was down near Jericho. Go to chapter 13. Chapter 13. He's he's, he's given the promise of the land, but remember, who did Abraham bring along with him? His nephew Lot, his brother's son. And so Uncle Abe is going to be kind to lot chapter 13 verse 10 and lot lifted up his eyes by the way abraham said i'm going to let you choose a portion of this land god's promised it all to me but i'm going to let you choose a portion of it and so lot lifted up his eyes they were standing basically near jericho the near the dead sea there and he beheld all the plain of jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the lord destroyed sodom and gomorrah this was before sodom and gomorrah was destroyed even look at here underline this, even as the garden of the Lord. That means the garden of Eden. Now just keep that in your mind. And Lot chose that because he thought it was beautiful, well-watered, vegetation, just amazing beauty, unbelievable. Well, that was over. And so it says in verses 12 and 13 that Lot Heads out for Sodom and Gomorrah to pitches his tent there. Verse 14, the Lord's going to continue his conversation with Abram. And after that lot was separated from him he, he, from him, he said, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. Look here. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Now this was before Ishmael. Islam, Arab countries, United States, European Union, United Nations, it's before all of it. I'm going to give this land all you can see, north, south, east, and west, all of it to you. It's yours and your heritage forever. And then he's going to set the line of heritage. And so he's, he's going to make a promise go to chapter 15, verse 18. Here's where he now moves to Hebron. He's in Jericho in chapter 13. He heads over to Hebron, the end of chapter 13. It says in verse 18, then Abram removed his tent and came to dwell in the plain of Medri, which is in Hebron, and there he built an altar unto the Lord. Here's where the Lord Jesus Christ is going to appear to him again, and the Abrahamic covenant is going to Instituted verse 18 and in the same day the lord made a covenant with abraham saying unto thy seed have i given the land from the river of egypt unto the great river the river euphrates he has promised to give the land and he starts to define all of the land uh, there's not enough here to help us understand what all the land is but there are 38 locations in the bible the old testament that describe the land that god has promised to give the jewish people The man who heads up the temple institute, those preparing to build the next temple and putting the implements together and training the priest. His name is Israel Ariel. That's his name. Israel Ariel means Lion of Judah. So his name is Israel Lion of Judah. And, but anyway, Israel Ariel has written uh, uh, three volumes. He started out to write one volume on the true biblical borders of Israel. And this is in Hebrew. It ended up three major volumes on the true biblical borders of Israel from 38 different locations in the Bible. A compilation of all of that is starting here with Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, where it says, notice what it says, Unto thy seed have I given this land... A p- From the river of Egypt unto the great river Euphrates. Well, the river of Egypt, uh, that's debatable as to what it is. I'm going to say uh, that uh, wherever it is, it's near Cairo, Egypt. I believe it's the Nile. If you want to disagree, that's fine with me. But uh, someplace down in Egypt where there's a river from there all the way to the Euphrates River. That includes half of Egypt, all of Israel, all of Jordan. And then, if you look at all the description, it goes down the Euphrates to the Persian Gulf. That includes all of Syria, all of Jordan, all of Lebanon, three-quarters of Iraq, three-quarters of Saudi Arabia. Do you understand? It's the land promised to the Jewish people. I've mentioned this before. The late dictator president of Syria, the Late father of Bashar Assad, now president of Syria, Hafas al Assad, said the problem in the Middle East is that the Jews believe the Bible. And they believe that God has given them all of this land. Amen, brother Hafsa al Assad. It's the only thing I ever agreed on with him. But that's what it is. Do you hear what I said? Half of Egypt, all of Israel, all of Lebanon, all of Jordan, all of Syria. Three-quarters of Iraq. Three-quarters of Saudi Arabia. Hello? If you can't understand that, make sure, check your pulse if you're alive. I mean, that is so understandable. And that's what he's promised to give these people. He made a promise to these people. Who made the promise? (laughs) Glad you asked. Go to the book of Exodus, chapter 6. Exodus, chapter 6. Let me show you who made the promise. He's the same one that made the promise that we can have eternal life in him. Here it is, Exodus chapter 6. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do unto Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of this land. So whoever this is is talking to to, uh, to, Moses. Verse 2. And God spake unto Moses, and he said unto him, I am the Lord, verse 3. And I appeared unto Abraham, and unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, El Shaddai. (laughs) But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known unto them. Isn't that interesting? El Shaddai. Who's speaking to Moses and telling him, I'm going to wipe out old Pharaoh, make him so mad. He's going to throw you out of this land. I love the way God works, don't you? And he says, and I spoke to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We'll see it. Chapter 17 of the book of Genesis. God's jealousy for his land is evident not only in the book of Joel, but throughout the entire word of God. Isn't it interesting that word jealousy in the Hebrew, speaking of aggressive possessiveness, that's God's jealousy for his land and aggressive possessiveness. It's his land and he can give it to whom he pleases. This is a must study in your study of prophecy, Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. That's the title of this five-part, five-hour series on the little Old Testament prophetic book of Joel. Why don't you call right now, 8 Prophecy 8, 877-674-3298. Now that's a toll-free number, so you can call and purchase your copy of Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. Or you can go to our website and make your purchase, The address is www.prophecytoday.com. Thank you so very much for taking a moment or two to take a look at the book with us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you everything we've been studying in this short time together is evidence that Jesus Christ could come at any moment to call us up to be with Him. Having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up. Until